Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. You better get ready. Tap your neighbor say, you better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I want to uh, take a second. And we're just going to start while you're standing. And we're going to read scripture. This is a, a, a part of the story we've been in every week. The last four weeks together, God with us. And I want to read scripture for us. Just if you're able to, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind standing to your feet in honor of God's word if you're not already standing? And uh, just tonight, I'm excited just to share from, again, the, the, the book that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And uh, just kind of looking at this story of what God is doing and what he has done and what he is going to do. And I just want to read it actually with you on the screen tonight. I usually have my Bible. I have it up here in just a second. But I'm going to read it from uh, the screen tonight with you. And we're going to do this together. Everybody good with that? Say, well, I'm good with it. All right, good. Here we go. We're going to read this together. The very first verse is right that we're going to talk about today is Matthew 1, verse 18. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. That's what the Bible says. It says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the one we were just singing about, the one we said whose name was higher than any other name, the name that's above every other name, that Jesus, it was the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, or my little girl used to say, Jophus, come on, somebody, right? To whom she was engaged to was a righteous man, did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Next verse says this, As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him what? Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. Is there anybody thankful in the house tonight that we worship Jesus, who's the Savior of our sins, saved us from our sins? I love that. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, he says, somebody say, look. Heads up, y'all got to be on the lookout. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We're going to talk about that tonight, that he is not a distant, far-off God. He's not a God that you can't trust. He's not a God that you will never see. No, no, no. He is a God that's with us. We're going to talk about tonight. He's a God that's with us always. He's always with us. He'll never leave you, that he'll never forsake you. And I just believe that tonight the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you in a powerful way as we worship Jesus, worship that name, and talk about him together. Come on, if you wouldn't mind, stretch your hands towards heaven. Come on, let's pray. Ask for the Holy Spirit to do what only he can. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. We thank you for this time. We thank you that we get to come in here and worship you together. And God, I just pray that tonight will be nothing more than just a spectacular, just, I, I just believe, just an appointment of your Holy Spirit tonight. That, that God, that you would do and only what you can do, that you would minister how only you can minister, that you would do what only you can do in this place, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. 
honor you. We lift that name up. We want that name to be elevated higher than any name uh, that, that anybody else is because that name is the name that deserves to be there. And we're going to put it in its rightful place tonight. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we thank you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, one more time. If you love Jesus all across this house, can we make a little bit of noise right now? Come on. I high five your neighbors say, welcome to church. I'm glad you're at church on Christmas. Go ahead and have a seat. 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I got some friends up here on stage with me right now. How many of y'all out there, really quick, show hands. It's all skate. I want everybody to participate. How many of y'all would say, you know what? I love me some Christmas carols. Come on, we're in the room. All right, good. Good, good, good. Well, we going to, I don't know about you, I love some Christmas songs. Come on, how many of y'all like a little scroogey and saying, you know what, I can't wait for 94-7 to be back on some old country. Anybody out there? Okay. All right, some of y'all like, I'm done with the Christmas music, all right? But I just thought two things that we love a whole lot would happen to be our purpose worship team. Don't y'all love our worship team? Aren't you thankful for them every week leading us? And I just thought, I, can I, I just need to step back in here, right here together. And I just thought, why don't we combine some things that we love a whole lot, Christmas songs, and the purpose, purpose worship team. Come on, somebody, all right? So why don't we do this? Why don't that first one? This is one of my favorites. I'll just be honest, because this one's one of my favorites because it's on the Justin Bieber album. Come on, somebody, all right? I don't care what y'all got to say. It's a great album, all right? You need to check it out. But this first one, come on, let's sing this. Go ahead and let us let, let's sing this together. Go ahead. And I need I, I want everybody to participate. I'm sorry. I just like threw yeah, that out there. Okay. I want everybody to participate. If you know the words, I think they're going to be up here on the screen. I want you to sing along. Everybody good with that? Yeah. About six of you. I said everybody good with that? Yeah. Right, here we go. Come on, lead us. Lead us right here. Go. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets, spreading so much cheer. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'ma be saying. under Come the on. mistletoe. I don't wanna miss out on the holiday, but I can't stop staring at your face. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'ma be under the mistletoe with you, shawty with you. Shotty with you, with you, under the mistletoe. Hey, I like it. Come on, tap your neighbor's hand. You sound real good. You sound real good. You sound real good. All right, so some of y'all like, that ain't a Christmas song. That's a Justin Bieber song. We're going to throw a little bit of Christmas in there with you. Uh, this one kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, I, I just think, I don't know what I think of it. Home Alone, maybe? I don't know. Maybe that's what this song is. Come on, let's sing it. Let's do it. Uh, it's a throwback, and uh, not a throwback. I, hey, when I think of Christmas, this is the song I think of when you think of Christmas pop on the radio. You ready for it? Come on, it's our very own Mariah. Come on, Mon. Come on, sing it for us.
love that song right there. All I want for Christmas, all right, is you. I like that, I like that. Uh, maybe a little bit more traditional. Maybe like a throw it back a little traditional when it comes to Christmas music. Come on, let's sing this song together. It's one of them originals. It's called Silent Night. Come on, let's sing it together. Right now would be a great time to light your candles, but we're not doing that yet, so don't do it. Like, this is an old, old, old school one, right? If you actually know the story of it, it's actually written uh, literally uh, anywhere between 800, I can't really find the date, 800 A.D. to 1200 A.D. And in some of the churches, they used to sing it like this. And we're going to let Stephen sing it tonight. Come on. Some of y'all know it. Some of you feel it. If you feel it, come on. I want you to sing it because it goes a little something like this. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Come on. Oh, come, oh. Christmas spirit now. Go ahead. I love that. I love that. Well, come on. I love just being able to sing some of those Christmas carols together. And at the end of tonight, we're going to sing one as we close tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's when we'll give you signal for lighting that candle, all right? And uh, so I'm just really excited that you're here. And kind of that last song that we just sung right there, Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel. Somebody say Emmanuel. Come on, and I want us to understand that that was sung like literally throughout centuries of, of church, right? And in the church, this idea of Emmanuel, this O come, O come, Emmanuel. And those, those lyrics are a little like, come on, that sounded a little dark, didn't it? Come on, that's like a minor key. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's a little dark. It's a little like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but maybe you don't know those lyrics, to be honest. But I think one of the lyrics that we need to just know and one of those lyrics we need to kind of just put on the inside of us uh, is that word Emmanuel. One more time, everybody say Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel, which literally, I want you to write this down. We say this every week, note takers or history makers. So right in front of you, uh, in, in the seat pocket, there's a place for you to take some notes. Grab that card. You might not need it today, but come on, you might need it on Christmas Day. You might need it in a couple of days. You might need it in a couple of weeks. I encourage you to take some notes down. This idea of Emmanuel literally means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. I want you to write that down. Emmanuel means God with us us. Now, I don't know where you might find yourself. I don't know if you grew up in church or you haven't been to church in a really long time. I'm just really glad that you're here tonight, but I guarantee you all of us across this room, wherever you might find yourself, how many of you have ever prayed, and I know you may be you may be a Christian or you may not be a Christian. How many of you ever prayed, God be with me? Come on, wave at me if that's you. Everybody across the room, come on. Come on, how many of you have prayed that before? Like, here's the thing. I know on a trip, you're kind of like this. God be with us, keep us safe, and listen, what I'm going to ask you to do is don't let our kids kill each other or we're going to have to kill them. Come on, somebody, right? You, you may have prayed something like that before. God, God, would you be with me as I have to go to Walmart tomorrow? Come on, somebody, right? God, you're just going to have to go with me because, my goodness, the lines are crazy and people, it's crazy, okay? Like, it's just, you know, you got Christmas and you got the weather. It's just going to be wild, right? Maybe you prayed that or maybe you have done that before. Maybe for some of us in the room, you pray for yourself like you're going on a blind date and you're just thinking, please don't let this dude be a stalker. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, like God, be with me as I go on this blind date. Maybe for some of you, you say, hey, you know what, uh, God, would you be with me as I take this test? Come on, how many of y'all have said that before, right? I think all of us have said that, and I think God would like to respond to you and I. I'll be with you, but guess what? You should have studied because you're going to fail this test. Come on, somebody, right? Like, like, I think all of us, if we're just being honest tonight on Christmas at Purpose, we would say, you know what, hey, I've prayed this idea of God be with me. God be with me. And again, what we're seeing right there, what we're seeing in Scripture as we read in verse 23, it was this guy, uh, the Matthew, and what he's doing, Matthew is actually quoting a little bit of the Old Testament. Now, what I want us to see is in verse 23, he says it like this, look, everybody say, look. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Somebody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And like, y'all, if this was like a movie, I want you to understand, this is the part where the, the music begins to build, where it gets really dramatic, and they would say, Emmanuel, God with us. And it'd be like, da, da, da. Because here's what I want us to understand. What would happen was, this was like the most earth-shattering news possible. And I know for us, a lot of us, that's not earth-shattering, but everybody that was listening or reading this at this time would have known what this guy was quoting in the Old Testament, that he was quoting Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And what they would know is that God, the God that they're singing about is, is that he was so holy that almost you couldn't even look upon him and live. They would have known about the story of Moses and like going up on the side of the mountain and they had to, like God was going to pass by in front of Moses, like he was going to come meet with him. And what happened is he had to realize that he had to cover his face because he couldn't see all of God's glory. Like they would have known that story, right? They would have known the story. They would have known that when Jesus, like, Got like these, these guys, these priests that would go into the inner courts, the holy of holies once a year, like they would go inside there. What would happen is, is that God would come and meet with that priest once a year. And what they would do is they would literally tie a rope around a dude's leg uh, as he went in because if he did something and did not, like if he, if he was out of line in any way or if his heart was wrong in any way, he would drop dead in the presence of God. And they'd pull that dude out, all right? they pull him out. Like as they're reading this, as Matthew is saying this, 
this, these people know about this God. And, and what happens is, is Matthew suddenly says, God is with us. That he's not distant, that he's not far off, but he is with us. What is it that made the shepherds run all the way back from the fields and their sheep to go to this manger? What was it that caused the wise men to travel thousands of miles to see this child? And when they get there, they bow down and worship him. What was it? You know what it is? It's the fact that God is not distant. God is not far off. God is not an uninvolved God. No, this God that we serve is not someone who just watches over us, but that he was now God with us. The creator, the sustainer, the author, and the perfecter of the universe is a relational God who said, you know what? I'm going to give up my divine privileges, and I'm going to come down to earth to be made like a baby, just like you and I. That was He was 100% God and 100% man. You know why? Because he is God with us. And the Bible tells us in John 1, as John is writing the gospel of John, he's saying this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then you jump down to verse 14, watch what it says, the Word became flesh, and he made his dwelling among us. And so all of a sudden, Matthew is saying to everybody that's listening, y'all listen, God is with you, God was with you, and God will always be with you. Some of us in the room, we walk in on Christmas at Purpose Night, and we think, you know what, that sounds awesome, but right now, really, I don't feel it. Right, right now, really, I don't feel him. I, I don't feel him right now. There's no tinglys, like there's no goosebumps. Like I'm in a difficult spot right now, and I know what Christmas can sometimes be. Christmas can sometimes be a magnifier, right? Like when, when things are going really good, Christmas has this ability to be like, oh man, everything is just great. But how many of you know sometimes when everything is going bad, when there's some struggling going on, that Christmas can sometimes feel like a magnifier, like everything is broken, everything is off, everything is wrong. And again, some of you may be thinking, you know what, oh my gosh, like this time, last year, this chair wasn't empty. That may have happened by a death or by a divorce or by distance or whatever it might be. Or maybe some of you this year, you're dealing with like a bad health issue that you didn't have last year. You didn't have a couple of months ago. And you're thinking, you know what, where in the world is God in this? Where is he in this? I don't feel God. I don't see God. I, I, I hear what you're saying, Dustin. God is with us, but why am I going through this? Where's God in this? And God with me, but I sure don't feel him. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life that I've felt that way. And there's some of you that walked in the room tonight feeling the exact same way. And some of you, if you were really honest, you'd say, I've done some things in my life even that I'm not even really proud of. Why would God even want me? Why would God even want to be with someone like me? But before you leave tonight, I just want you to know, and I believe I, I just got a, a command from the Lord just to preach to you and just let you know that you're going to walk out of here knowing that God is with you, God is for you, God wants a relationship with you, and he would do anything to make that happen, including come to earth and be God with us. Come on, if we're thankful for that, can we give him a big shout of praise all over this house? I believe that with all of my heart, so here's the deal. I got three points. I want you to write these down. I want you to just kind of take note of these. I want you to just kind of make sure that this is something that you internalize here tonight. And we're going to buzz through these pretty quick, but we're going to do it together. If you're ready for them, say, I'm ready. All right, number one is this. God is with us. I want you to know that God is with us. I love the gospel account of Luke where it talks about this interaction that, that this gal named Mary has with this angel. You see in Luke chapter 21, verse 20, or, uh, chapter 1, verse 28, Gabriel, not 
Gabriel over there. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings. What a friendly angel. Come on, somebody, right? Greetings, favored woman. Watch what he says. The Lord is what? The Lord is with you. So this angel is about to ask this young lady. He hasn't hasn't broke the news just yet. He hasn't told her just yet. But here's what he's saying. The angel's about to tell her to, to do something really hard. Really challenging. Seemingly what seems like there's no way that can happen. This is impossible. And the first thing he says to her is, hey, hey, you're highly favored. Guess what? The Lord is with you. And some of you, you're walking through a season right now and you're hurting right now. And I want you to understand that the Lord is with you. Why? Because the God that we serve is what 2 Corinthians 1 says. He's the God of all comfort and who comforts us in all of our troubles. I love that so much. There's actually a Greek word called parakletos, which actually means where we get the idea of paraclete from, like like minister from. And again, it comes back to the Greek word para means to come alongside, and kleto means called to. So what I want you to understand, that's the word that's used when it's talking about the comfort that God has for you and I that Jesus has for us, that he's not just the God that's far off. No, he's a God that's coming alongside of you to minister to you in the time of your trouble. Is that good news for anybody else tonight at Christmas on purpose? Again, so many people just don't believe that because if you believed it, I promise you it would change the way that you lived. It would change everything about you. See, uh, we've got four kids, and uh, they're, they're running around like crazy all the time. And our two twin girls, they just turned two a couple months ago. And what I love about Elsie and Everly is, like, I'm just telling you, like, if, if, if we ask them or we want them to do something, I'm trying to get them to be a little adventurous or, okay, jump off, like, jump into the pool with their little swimmies on or whatever. Like, how many of y'all know when they're doing that by themselves, they don't want to do that? Come on, somebody. How many of y'all have kids that are like, no, I ain't doing that? No way. But I just love it so much that when, well, I don't know what it is, right? I'm a goofy dude with my kids, all right? Like, y'all, just get, y'all think I'm goofy here? Imagine me with my kiddos, okay? Like, I'm just wild and crazy with them. I'm asking them to do all kinds of just fun stuff. And, man, I, again, when I'm thinking about the pool and them jumping in, I just know about when, when dad is close, it changes the game for our kids. When I'm close to them, they are like daredevils, all right? They're willing to do what, like, Elsie, she is so funny. She's a little chubbier than Everly. Uh, poor gal. Come on, I'm going to have to tell. We've got to delete this when she's six, 16 years old. Come on, do not watch this, babe, okay? See, she, she's just a little plump. She just likes to, she likes food, okay? But, like, she just loves, like, when dad is close, she, she is, like, really timid any other time. But when I'm close, she's willing to jump off anything into my arms. She's willing to do whatever she can, jumping into daddy's arms. I think for some of us, here's the thing. When you understand that the God of the universe is also Abba Father, that he's also your dad, he says, hey, I'm as close as as a father is to his child, and I don't know what your issues have been with your dad, but I want to let you know that God, don't put that on God, because that's not the God that we serve. God of the universe, the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God is close to you, and guess what? When you realize that, it changes everything changes everything about you. And again, when you're in the storm, you got to understand that he is with you as your peace. When you're lost and you're in the wilderness, he is with you as your God. Whenever you are hurting and you feel alone, he is as, sticks as close to you as a brother and a friend. When you're in the middle of a trial, he is a comforter. When you are sick, he is your healer. When you are weak, he is your strength. When you are lost in your sins, he is your savior. That is Jesus. That is the God that we serve. Is anybody thankful for that name? Come on. Can we give him five seconds of some praise all over this room? Because God is with us. God is with us, number one. Number two, if you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. 
Number two, God not only is with us, God was with you. God, God was with you. See, sometimes in my life, it's easy for me to look at the rearview mirror and see the faithfulness of God time and time again, more so than the experience I'm walking through at the time. I think so many times, if we'll just take a look back over your lifetime, you're going to see the presence of God in the past and realize he has been faithful through it all. And he's been faithful even in the middle of it. I think about a guy named Joseph, not the dude that we just read about a second ago, but the Old Testament Joseph, okay? Joseph is this guy, he's got brothers, and his dad just looks at Joseph and like, bro, I love you a whole bunch. I like you more than all the other boys. I'm going to give you a coat that's got a lot of different colors on it, all right? How many of y'all heard of Joseph in a coat of many colors, okay? Maybe you haven't. Here's kind of the story. Joseph, man, his dad loved him. He cared about him. He gave him this multicolored Armani suit. Come on, somebody, right? Gave it to him on, on, on not on Christmas, but, but what happened was Joseph goes and tells his brothers that he has this dream. And his dream is that one day they're all going to bow down to Joseph. How many of y'all know that don't go well over with the boys in the house? Come on, somebody, right? What if you had to tell your brother, you're like, yo, you're going to bow to me one day. There's a fight going to happen. Come on, boys, right in my right in the front row. Okay, good. Like, like, it's going to happen. And so what we find out in this story is the fact that Joseph, literally what he does is he, he tells his brothers, but his brothers, they beat him up, they throw him in the pit, they sell him to slavery. What happens is he's falsely accused, he's thrown into prison, but what happens is Joseph lives with integrity in the middle of all of that. Joseph knows that God is with him, and again, if you're looking back from a distance, you're going to realize, no, 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 God could not be with Joseph. There's no way. Where is God in this story? But if you would take a 30,000-foot view, and a God-level view, you would realize that God was actually working behind the scenes the entire time. And the pit actually became the passage that led him to the palace. I'm preaching on a Wednesday, all right? Like literally was the thing that led him to the fact where he had the ability to be second in command in all of Egypt. And God used him in this crazy route to get him there, to put him in charge so that he could save countless of countless of people's lives in the middle of a tremendous famine. Listen to me. We would have questioned the whole time, where's God in this? He's in prison. Where's God in this? He's following after God, but, he, but like it just seems like his life's falling apart. But look at what Genesis 39 says. But the Lord was what? With Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. And before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. And the warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. Watch what it says. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. And I want you to think about tonight. You walk in this place. Think about the faithfulness of God over your lifetime. I want you to just think about it for just a second. I, I want to share just a part of my story, not because I want you to think anything of me, but I just I got to think back to the faithfulness of God over the lifetime of my life. And I got to thinking about it. Today is December the 21st, 2022. And actually, if you go back 28 years on the calendar, today I was actually diagnosed with leukemia. And so I spent, I was five years old. And uh, my mom and my dad and my gra grandparents are in the room. And I just remember the faithfulness of God. That as a five-year-old boy, that I, had, I was diagnosed with cancer and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And two and a half years of chemotherapy. But look what the Lord has done. 
And 28 years later, I'm on a platform, not because I deserve to be standing up here, but because of the faithfulness of God. And he had a plan all along. But if you'd have looked at it at the time, you'd have said, no way. There's no way there's a plan in that. There's no way. Where's God in the middle of all of this? And I would just say, hey, he's working. Because you know what? God was with you. God is with you. And God always will be with you. I want you to think about that in your life. Where has he been faithful time and time again, even when we're unfaithful? Hey, we serve a faithful God. We serve a God that is faithful. I think about, again, when we started talking about Purpose Church and we stepped out of a, a, a job that we were in and a couple of kids, not sure, God, what he wanted us to do next and trying to figure out and felt like we were down to our last little, like, dollar, really. And, and guess what? In the middle of all of that, God was with us because you know why? We believe that on the other side of us just saying yes to what God had called us to, that Purpose Church was on the other side of that. We get this chance, this idea of Purpose Church. I mean, there was times even as a church family that we're looking around saying, oh, my gosh, we're meeting in a hotel. That's sketchy, okay? Like, let's just call it that, okay? I don't know what you heard, but, like, it was, a, it was nice at Spring Hill Suites, but, like, we're meeting in a hotel. We have no place to go. But in the middle of all of that, God was still faithful. You know why? Because he was with us the entire time. And, again, a couple years later, look what God has done. You're here. God has brought you here, and God is doing what only he can do. Come on. Is anybody thankful for that God? Is anybody thankful that he's not a God that's far off? He's with you. He was with you. And, come on, let's land the plane on this one because we got some candles to light. Come on, somebody, right? I want you to just, this last one I want to talk about, and I want to just end it on this, is God will always be with you. God is with you, God was with you, and God will always be with you. Think about the teenage Mary. Think about her for just a second. When the angel said, the Lord will be with you, imagine if she could have seen the future. Imagine if she could have seen what was coming. Like imagine for just, and I think about all of us, we all freak out when we don't know the future. Come on, somebody, Right? We all do. We're always like, oh, my gosh, what's next? What am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do now? Like, what? Uh, and we all freak out. Imagine Mary for just a second, this teenage girl, 14, 15, 16 years old, right? And this gal right here is, is, is saying, hey, the angel tells her, hey, the Lord will be with you. God is going to be with you. Greetings, favored woman. God is going to be with you. Now think about that. Like if Mary could have seen it, if Mary could just go back and talk about the faithfulness of God, I think Mary would kind of say something a little bit like this. God would be with me when I conceived this child by the Holy Spirit. God would be with me when I told Joseph. Come on, that was an awkward conversation, right? But God would be with me. God would be with me when Joseph goes to an angel. Like the angel goes to Joseph in a dream and tells him, Hey, listen, everything Mary's telling you is cool. That did happen. That God would be with me. I can just imagine her saying when we traveled on a donkey's back for 100 miles at nine months pregnant, come on, that's tough, all right? But God would be with me. God would be with me when there was no room in the inn and we showed up and there's no place to go, but God was still with me. God would be with me when I gave son, a birth to a son in a stable next to some stinky farm animals. Come on, somebody, right? God would be with me. God would be with me when I was on the run when my boy was about two years old and this crazy king was trying to kill all these young boys in all of that area. Guess what? We were on the run. We went to eat. We were out of there. Guess what? God was still with me in the middle of that. God was with me when I lost the son of God at 12 years old. Come on, somebody, right? She lost him at the temple. Like Jesus is at the temple. He's preaching and he's teaching and he's reading and he's doing all this stuff. And they're just like, ah, God would be with me, I think Mary would say. That God would be with me at the wedding feast when they had ran out of wine and I watched my son turn water into wine in the very first miracle. God would be with me when I watched my son 
be falsely accused and persecuted. God would be with me when I watched my son suffer on a cross, beaten, abused, spit on, laughed at, mocked by sinners who he would die for. God would be with me as I watched him suffer. And God would be with me when he said, into your hands I commit my spirit. And God would be with me on that first day when it was silent. And God would be with me on that second day when it was silent. And God would be with me on the third day when I go to the tomb or I heard from somebody else that the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty and he was not in there because he had risen, because he is Emmanuel, because he is God with us. He is God that was with us, is with us, and will always be with us no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're in the middle of. Look at what Romans 8 says. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Anything. Watch what he says. I'm convinced that nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels, demons, neither our fears for today or worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or in earth below. Indeed, nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love that God has revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I came to remind somebody tonight on Christmas at purpose that he will never leave you, he'll never forsake you, you'll never be left alone, not your fears that can't separate you, not your doubts that can't separate you, not that insecurity can't separate you, not that theological difference or how you grew up in church can't separate things that you can't explain, can't separate brokenness, can't separate you, failures can't separate you, mistakes can't separate you when you know Jesus when you know him when you have a relationship with him there is nothing that can separate you from him I came to remind some people tonight or maybe just tell you if you don't have a relationship with Jesus you are separated from God you are separated from him but that's why this story of Jesus coming is such a big deal because he was Emmanuel God with us and that if you will put your faith and trust in him there's nothing that can separate you from that love that he has to offer. I love Revelation 1.8. I am the one who is, who always was, and the one who is still to come. And then Jesus, before he left this earth, he said in Matthew 28, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And watch what he said. Surely I am with you when? Always. Even till the end of the age. He is Emmanuel. He is God with you. Here's the question I have for you, though. Are you with God? That's my question. Are you with Him? Every head bowed and eyes closed across this room. You may have never professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior in your life, but tonight is the night that you need to do that. Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Here's the thing. The Bible tells us that our sin has separated us from God. But Jesus came and gave his life for us. He died for us. He died in our spot. I just want to tell you that he has made a way for you and I to know him if we're willing to say yes to him. So maybe you're here. Maybe you need to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, I just want to tell you I'm so glad that you're here. But I also want to let you know that you and I, we, we've been separated because of our sin, but Jesus came and gave his life for you and made a way for you to be in the family of God with him. So maybe you're here and you Here's what the Bible tells us. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. There has to be a payment that's made for sin. 
know what that payment was? It was Jesus on the cross. And maybe you're here and you've never accepted that. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. And here's what I want to tell you, that you can have a relationship with Jesus tonight. How? How do I do that? The Bible tells us, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. Maybe you're here and you need to do that. I'm going to lead you in just a prayer of confession, just a prayer of repentance where you're asking. It doesn't have to be word for word. I want you to say something like this, but I want you to mean it in your heart. You can say it word for word, but I want you to mean it. I want you to say something like this. Dear Jesus, would you come in this in my life and save me? I believe you died on the cross. I believe you gave your life for me, and I put my trust and my faith in you today. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. I give you my life today in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here all across this room watching online. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what? I just prayed to receive Jesus. I said something like that. I said it word for word, but I just meant it in my heart. Maybe that's you. Take a time right now. I'm asking this room right here. If that was you and you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to ask you just to acknowledge that. The Bible says, hey, you know what? If you'll acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my Father. So I'm going to ask you to do something pretty simple in this room right now. Would you just say, hey, that's me. I just gave my life to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Say, hey, that's me. Just gave my life to Jesus. Awesome. Everybody else. Hey, that's me. Gave my life to Jesus. Just raise it up and just drop it right back down. Awesome. Everybody else. Hey, that's me. Just gave my life to Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk to you really quickly. And just raise your hand. In just a second, we're going to sing a song. We're going to worship together. At the end of that song, I would love it if we're going to have some incredible people on either side of this platform area, this altar area. If you would come and let us know that you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. We want to celebrate with you the best decision you've ever made in your life. We're going to be a church that celebrates with you. We're going to be a people that celebrate with you that you just said yes to a life-giving relationship with Jesus. We want to help you answer some questions because I know you got them. You're like, okay, what do I do now? What's next? What, what do I do? Maybe that's you, and you're saying, okay, I, I don't know what's next for me, but we want to be a church that helps walk alongside of you in the next, in this now, and, and what do you have coming up, the questions you might have. So we would be honored to do that. I love that so much. And I'm going to ask this question, too. Maybe you're in this room, and you say, you know what? I know Jesus, but I'm walking through the middle of something. And I need to be reminded today that God is always with me. He's always with me. He has been. He always will be. That was just you. You just need that reminder today. You may be walking through a season of pain or struggle, and I just want to pray for you today. Come on, would you just raise your hand and say, hey, that's me. I'm walking through some struggle right now. Would you just pray for me? Would you pray for my family? Pray for some stuff I'm walking through. Just say your name. Awesome. incredible glory all over this house for saving somebody in this room tonight. Come on, give it up for King Jesus in this place. Come on, can't you get excited about the name of Jesus? Can we get excited about somebody saying yes to Jesus? 
you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.